0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Chim Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there's John Fairbanks. How's it going, John? It's going well. Guys, this week we're going to talk about uh, some of the metrics numbers you need to be keeping track of when it comes to getting new clients, getting new leads. This There's a process from beginning to end that you need to keep track of or else it just kind of happens to you, on you, near you, around you. Um, if you don't keep track of it, you don't have control over the influx of people coming within your business, what they buy, that it actually be profitable and that the programs that you're putting them in are the right fit for them and that they're decent and that we're fulfillment and the product going on on the floor is worth the shit. So um, this is kind of this thread helps you map the client journey completely from beginning to end while also being, what's the word? Giving you control (laughs) a little bit, giving you the ability to go, all right, there's a problem. And this is if these, if This data is not understood, or at least if you don't, if you're not tracking it now, it's not a big deal. But if you're not, if you don't begin to track it, you're not going to have a really hard time making any changes or improving any of these things. This is the data we use to identify problems in a business flow from lead generation all the way on to the fulfillment side. Um, So lead generation to retention, beginning to end, top to bottom. These are the few metrics that matter most, in John and I's opinion. Before we get started, make sure you go to gym there we've got the gear academy gear academy is where we coach gym owners directly all month long we go we go deep we go into exactly what you guys need exactly what you guys want to be working on and exactly what your business needs now so no lofty bullshit putting the cart in front of the horse let's just get moving so that's what we do in the gear academy at gymownersrevolution.com. get in the facebook group we've got a bunch of exciting shit going on there uh that is link is in the description as well follow the show at the gym owners podcast follow me on instagram at tyler effinstone and john you can follow me on instagram at jbanksfl we also have the online store now for merchandise and yes, cool it's not just Gym Owners Revolution and Gym Owners Podcast stuff. There's it's actually- our
1: face really big on yeah. a shirt. I very right specifically the, right did not tit- do
0: that. <laughs> right in the tits. It was it was really tempting for me because it's <laughs> not that hard to add another design to it. But I was like, I'm not. I just can't ask another ask a man to wear my face. <laughs> I already get weird enough about sports jerseys and stuff. I was like, all right, I've been there. But like, definitely get the logo. There's some stuff that's not <laughs> our. Logo, so there's good shit for fitness we have uh, some cool shit so make sure you check it out i'd say three of my favorite overall logos sit on that uh overall designs i've ever put together sit on there so Mm -hmm. and they're not necessarily related to the podcast it's just you feel like gym shit cool shit it's a place to be so john acquisition metrics what do we want to run with here right away let's start from the top i suppose
1: yeah and this originally comes from where we will say the phrase you got to have a fucking plan And you have to have a fucking plan. And a lot of times that can be, that can feel vague. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted us to drill in and look like hard quantitative numbers that we can look at. And there's a larger um, strategy that we do with our Gear Gear Academy members. And there's a larger strategy that we'll talk about in future episodes on the podcast as well that kind of all of this stuff folds in. And there's several phases to what you talked about in the beginning, which was the client journey. And so this is drilling in very, very specifically at the acquisition phase of trying to generate leads and be able to push traffic to whatever it is that you're trying to do in your gym. So this is going to be whether you're trying to generate leads for personal training, whether you have a new nutrition program, you have a boot camp program, you have, you know, you work with just uh, student athletes and you have a camp that's coming up for the next break that they're going to have whatever it is, whatever product
0: is, nutrition, whatever that is, whatever the entry point is
1: product or service, right? And those are two different things. And we can hash that out later, but it's idea is any product, any service that you sell should have kind of these four metrics need to be leading everything that you do. Otherwise you don't have a fucking plan. And that's where we have to get drill into that specifics. First one. So first one is going to be specifically about content. How much content are you creating? Now, we have evolved with this because the goalposts get moved all the time when it comes to social media specifically. And honestly, it gets moved whether we're talking about posting on like your, your Google business profile, whether you are posting which platform you're posting, what platforms are relevant. The problem is that if you're still taking advice from... 2018, 2019, that kind of time period as far as like what you should be following when it comes to social media. Was TikTok even a thing then? No. Uh, That's a problem. Yeah. And so it has to evolve over time.
0: And should and- you be using TikTok? Probably not. I don't fucking know. I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say yes. I certainly wouldn't bother putting a lot of that. I would say it's low value. There, it's it's high traffic, low value. So again, remember, when it comes to this, we're talking about content you're creating for directing traffic to your brick and mortar location. And, and this does not mean creating content to be a content creator. That's a very different thing. Don't convolute those two things at all.
1: And understand too, because we we really dive into this when we're working with folks on like talking about like paid advertising versus your organic or effort-based marketing. But the idea is that it's, there are ads that are specifically of just raising awareness that you exist, but then there are very specific content that you want to be creating for specific things. And so that is where, when we're talking about it, it's how much content are you creating and putting out there? And this is across like multiple mediums as well. So yeah. are you talking about this via, do you have a blog? Do you have emails that you're sending out? Are you doing this through social media? Are you doing this in the gym? right? This is how much content or how much are you talking about the particular thing that you want to sell?
0: So a great example, I right? Thing we hear very often in group, we have, we have some gyms that sell a shitload of personal training and very little group. Uh, we have some gyms that sell mostly group and can't sell personal training for the life of them unless they just get lucky. Right. And so it's really, really important just to, to know when we start looking through some of these accounts, and John and I have gone through over 500 plus our audit stuff, at 520 so accounts in the last month and a half. So as we go through these, like the biggest one we the biggest question we ask is, well, what are you struggling to sell? What are you, what programs are you trying to grow? And very often the ones that are underperforming are the ones you're not fucking talking about. You're just not talking about enough. And that doesn't mean that it all has to be Instagram. It should be some of it, right? It should also be on Facebook. John said multiple mediums is super important. Whatever tools you have to grow this thing you should be using, right? So if we're talking organic, it's going to be Instagram. It's going to be Facebook. It's going to be your personal Facebook page. It's going to be your coach's personal Facebook page. It's going to be anyone else you can get involved to start to put this stuff out there. You need to hustle. Your staff needs to hustle. um, You need to have it be visually easy to see early on in their feed as someone goes through it. We scroll through so many gyms that are struggling to sell personal training. And there's not the word personal training. There's just pictures of people exercising and some other stuff. So know that at some point you need to speak to these people and you need to catch them early on. Very, They say it's like, what is it, John? It's like seven seconds, 10 seconds you get to actually let people understand that you can help them. And it's not about your competence. It's not about that at all. It's just simply, does this thing fit the thing that I need? Do they? If a person's looking for personal training, somewhere in there, it better say personal training because then you'll get them around for a little bit. Otherwise, they're going to look for personal training, (laughs) see a bunch of group classes, and God knows what else is posted, and they're going to move on to somewhere else. And then you're going to wonder why all the leads that you get as you bring up personal training as a possible upsell or as a possible option, they're like, nah.
1: In, in a previous life of mine, when I focused really heavily on design, and we talked about specifically when it came to like web page design and the science behind that, there was a big thing that we used to focus a lot on because it was Stanford released a study years and years ago that talked about how quickly someone makes a decision of whether or not they're going to stay or leave a web page. Right. And it's under, it's something crazy, it's under three seconds. So as soon as someone lands there, they are going to make a decision of, are they staying or are they, are they scrolling and staying? Are they staying or are they leaving? And they're going to move on to the next thing. I would be willing to guarantee that if you redo that study now, because of the effect that YouTube shorts, because of the effect that TikTok has had people's ability to be consuming massive amounts of content really, really fast and just immediately swiping, swipe left, swipe right mentality is hyper, you know, stimulated, stimulated. So it is, you have to make it easy for someone to be able to understand. And the problem is for you to be able to play in the algorithm now, and this is where those goalposts move, it is before you could get away with saying, uh, you know, uh, people that are trying to be able to be influencers, they're going to post, and they're going to post a bunch of times a day, and they're going to do X, Y, and Z. And- You could get away with being like, yeah, you know, just be consistent. Post once a day, like, you know, that would be like a big ask. Once every other day, you'll be all right. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that it's it's very very clear that again, as of this recording in April of 2023, the goalposts have moved, and it really is more. Let's jump that a little
0: bit because I think this is important, right? What it does is it gives you an opportunity. You don't have to post a bunch more. You don't have to 10x your what's the word, your, your effort. You don't have to make 10 times as many videos as you used to make, right? That's, you don't have to 10 X the overall like time put in. You just now get the opportunity to talk about more. I think a couple of years ago, if you were posting four to five times a day on your grid, on your feed, uh, that that would be a lot. And people are like, ugh, ugh, whatever. Sure. It seems overwhelming. And I just think that the trend is adjusted. And now there's some standards with the algorithm right now that have kind of been made public is that, yeah. Once a day is like the minimum, but there's kind of a sweet spot between like three and five, two and four, somewhere in there. Like, it, But it's got to pretty much be every day. Uh, not The sky's not going to fall. But if you're doing every third day before, because you were just kind of, you know, did that and then post some stories, right? Because a few years ago, stories were really going to be prioritized. and So it always got you those views. Well, that's kind of been walked back in favor of now things like reels and shit like that. But now that's also been walked back. Usually if you'd make a reel, they just pump you full of fucking views, as well. Mm-hmm. So that exceeds your local reach and kind of is not that relevant to you, truthfully. So making like video content and really having to go from being a gym owner and coach to understanding this like in-depth on-camera shit that goes into creating like really, really engaging. Like John said, you got to catch them in two seconds or less, three seconds or less stuff. That sucks. And it sucks to have to learn that and to have to do that four or five times a day. That's a lot. But you do have, as a business, multiple services and multiple offerings and multiple yeah. types of clients with which you can reach, which allows you to then now take this moment in which the algorithm is favoring more, more content to just speak to each one of those things more specifically. So start with that. It should, you don't have to be great at everything. Just don't suck. But no, like we do personal training. We do, you know, that we work with high school athletes. You can, here's a testimonial. Uh, This is a before and after picture. Hey, here's where we're located. If you're within this time from here, this is great. Hey, we have this special offer coming up. Hey, you looking to train before work? Professionals want to get the work. We we know you're busy after. Like each one of these things is now an opportunity to where if you used to have to check that box, I think people thought that doing just maybe one post every week or a couple posts a week was going to be like, Oh, good. I don't have to put that much work into social media, right? Oh, I can walk it back. But then what they did was they talked about fucking nothing Mm -hmm. once a week. It was just like raising your hand and going, we're here. Here's our logo on a picture of someone exercising. And it doesn't do fuck all and it doesn't move the needle. This forces you to operate your social media with a level of specificity that actually will help you. And you don't have to make it complicated. Each one of these things I've described, you can go back to our social media strategy guide on content creation um, and just get in there and start batching this content. Professionals, how do I want to attract professionals? Perfect, go. My kids program, how do I do it? Can I put youth training program in big letters so that when someone finds my business on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever, that that is kind of front and center, that that's the piece that'll connect to them as they scroll. Because you're going to scroll for 30, 40 seconds, you're going to bail. If you don't see anything that you like, if I scroll through, if I'm looking for a gym to train at and it's nothing but like jazzercise shit, Mm -hmm. 20, 30 seconds. I'm out. It's not, I'm not saying it sucks. I'm just saying, I'm not going to go there. So I'm going to move on. But if I scroll through that gym, that, that page and right there, it's like, you know, we got like meathead beef house, bodybuilding section in the back and it's awesome and it's hardcore. Like, okay, I'm in count me in. Right.
1: And you've touched on this a bunch, Tyler, but it's important to make sure you you note this, that it's depending on you have understand the advice that we're giving you. We're not talking to you if you are someone that's trying to build a online business here, yep, right? you are trying true. to play that online fitness pro thing. There are there's lots of blood in the water. You go find somebody that's really good at that. Go do that. <clears throat> what we're talking about is specifically those of you with brick and mortar. And there's a big piece here that's super important that you understand. If you are a younger gym owner and you are living and dying in Instagram because that is where you're from, you are killing yourself by missing out on one of the big benefits that Facebook brings. So Facebook and cross posting over to Facebook and leveraging that platform allows people to see that their friend was tagged or that there was a post that is specific to your geographical area so that geographic connection for us to be able to see oh there's a gym i didn't know that tim goes to that gym because that's what ends up happening is that somebody does tag you is participating you are participating so it allows that push of a local algorithm to then capture people that are in a vicinity of your spot but this number one thing of how much content you're creating and what specifically you're creating it for so for those particular classes or programs or services or products, it's the number one thing that we can immediately capture when we do sit down with someone on an Instagram audit that we do where we audit with gym owners every single week that you can sign up for in the description in our bio. But it's it's the first thing that we're able to capture being like, oh, well, you're just not talking about it. And just like you said, Tyler's everyone started doing less or just the bare minimum and the and having gone through over 500 accounts the only photo that apparently anyone can manage to get is a group photo or of someone snatching yeah
0: yeah action photos or a boring crowd of people you don't know from too far away to recognize anyone so that's rough
1: The second metric that we immediately go, so it builds, all of these build off of each other. So we go from how much content are you creating? You got to know that it's a real number. That's not like a nebulous thing. If you want to sell nutrition, how much have you been badly talking about your new nutrition program this past week? Literally, how many times? How many emails? How many posts?
0: And that should exist somewhere. Right. Twice This week on the the feed, uh, also on Facebook and also on my personal. And then also every single day this week, the four to eight, four to six things that we can put together uh, for your story. Maybe that's it. Maybe you get one out there each day. And so right. going back and checking that is going to be the key to knowing, well, Jesus, okay, I did this now. This is what I did this week. And know that one week does not mean anything, but you get a little bit of hope. But you need to be consistent, like all things. You got a client that came in and wanted to lose weight. And they said, well, I did one workout. Am I fit? Yeah. It's like, you fucking idiot. And that's the worst thing I get is you guys will come to us and go, well, I, so I did this for three days and I haven't got any leads. It's like, okay, well, Christ, you've been pretending like you're not in business for the last however many years. Like, okay, well, let's get to it. And so one of the things is at the end of each week, you go back. And so this is where, this is where my time resources went. My energy resources went into creating and publishing this, in these places, each one of those traces to a program, program something, a product. So know when you got your leads in, what were they interested in in the beginning? What 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 inquiry were they responding to? And that's important to know. So no, exactly. for what are you looking to accomplish? You know what what got your attention? What are you looking to accomplish? Oh, I like the thing about the nutrition or whatever. So you should know at the end of each week how many of those leads that you got and what those people were interested in. And after a month, two months, three months, you should be able to really go, you should be able to manipulate your inputs Mm -hmm. and adjust what these outputs that you're getting are. And I think that that, the other one is, you need to cover all your bases. The second secondary piece, which is a theme that is maybe going to be harder to track, is going to just be kind of demographics. But that's going to come with you just being plugged in in general, right? So what I like about the way that we can tell this for the from a product standpoint is let's just go figuratively through. Uh, we got gyms we work with that have 24 hours, 24-hour 24 facility. They also have uh, personal training, they mm-hmm. also have group fitness, and they also have semi-private uh, custom groups, and they also have nutrition coaching right? Yep. Like remote nutrition coaching too. And so if someone comes in after we get into the goals discussion, right? The first thing on the offer stacks that we, that we run with our gear Academy people that runs through the iPad and everything is a question. It's like, well, where do you want to start? And it may sit right there with personal that the answer to that question, personal training or just 24 hour stuff, that's going to be the best indicator. Like where do they start? That's the best indicator of what they came, what their expectations were when they came in. OK, so if we're trying to sell personal training, but every single lead that we get that's coming in is going when we ask, where do you want to start? And they pick the tab that says 24 hour membership only or 24 hour membership, 24 hour mm-hmm. access. Well, we're missing something. Right. Not with those people. Those people are getting exactly what they want. They're not it's not misaligned. Right. Like anyone else who, who is interested in personal training is obviously ignoring your shit where they're not finding, they're not connecting to it. So somewhere in there, you're missing. So you need to know, all right, what can I adjust to start attracting these? Because even then when you bring up personal training conversational, you can see there's a disconnect there. And I don't like coercive sales. I don't like pulling people up or pulling people along. We want them to move forward and feel like they're empowered, that like they have a choice, that they are able to choose their own buying habits and their next path all themselves. It should feel very customized and very much about them not me going, well, geez, I mean, you're going to have to do personal training or else like that's shitty, right? That's like shitty, like consequence based sales. And I fucking hate it. So that's the thing that we really need to focus on is tracking where these leads come, what what these leads are coming in for, what are their intention? are their expectations when they come in? Because then you're going to know really how valu- valuable that content was. And, you yeah, can and have it, it on a fly. Yeah. And
1: if it moved the needle on what your, cause again, it's, You're going to get leads because hopefully, right? Your website can just naturally generate leads. You've been doing the right things when it comes to your Google business profile. So you're getting proper amounts of reviews that are getting plugged in there, which makes you score higher when someone's searching for you on Google and they're local to your area. Like there's all those things are being done. So you should be generating organic leads naturally by having all of those things in place. So you're just going to get great. Oh, it's a 24 hour facility. I'm interested. I'm going to go talk to them because I want 24 hours. But if you are saying that you want to be actively getting personal training clients or clients that are very specific for a specialty program, and you've now made an actual effort in putting that content out into the world, you should start to see leads that come in. So it's a really important. It's not by accident because the lead quality and then the types of leads, we're doing a lot of work right now with an, an MMA gym that's inside of the Gear Academy. And very specifically, we identified right, a demographic issue. We identified that there was not enough females in classes.
0: Yeah, which is always an uphill battle for combat sports. Truthfully, in if your gym is a powerlifting gym or a strength gym, like you know, if you have a reputation for being dude-centric yeah. and you and you don't want it to continue to be that way, or at least you want to feel welcome to the females who you think would be a good fit, does any of your marketing reflect that? And by the way, we're kind of only staying in the world right now conversationally of free like organic marketing where you're just kind of spending time, but know that when the time comes to start spending money on running ads and running and spending money on marketing, whether it's traditional marketing or online marketing, just know that this, the same rules still apply probably even more so it's yeah. probably more important because at least you can spend 10 minutes of your time making something and putting it out there and have it swing and a miss. There's nothing worse than spending a thousand dollars to put something out there and have it suck. So know that you need to be playing this game on your organic marketing side before you start piling a bunch of cash into running ads and and paid marketing that then falls flat on its face too. But with this MMA, Jim, that was one of the things. So we also knew that like, our product is equally valuable to men as it was to women. Absolutely. For grappling, jujitsu, self-defense, striking fitness aspect of it. It's it's equally valuable. And I don't see actually a lot of difference in the grand scheme of things like women who would be interested in. I think the ratio is nearly the same. There's plenty of guys out there who'd bring up joining a gym. They're like, joining an MMA gym. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing jujitsu. I think that ratio is nearly the same for women. So what it was is we just simply need to make sure that when people look, that it doesn't feel like it's the opposite of welcoming. Right. And so that's what we did. We just, when we would make photos when you, and you, we were using stock images of some of our branded stuff, some of our many different types, things about our specific program, jujitsu, striking, MMA, the overall gym, the overall vibe, just some regular overlay with the, the name of the business on it, whatever else we're, whatever it is we're trying to say we would just make sure we're selecting stock images that half of them are women. That's it. And it's like, it's, you don't need to be pandering about it, but if we went about it, just if we only had, you know, this is a new, new business. So you only have a handful of members and they're all dudes and you just only take pictures of your own people and put them on there. You're just, you're going to stay right where you are. I am like, go to that room full of sweaty dudes. That sucks. <laughs> but with that little emphasis, and it's only been, I mean, a couple months, two and a half months of that emphasis You know, we, we, you go from a couple of total females in your adult segment. Youth is different, but um, always plenty of females in our, in our youth programs. But um, a couple of females in your adult programs to 10, 15, like, boom, like that. Why? Because we fucking tried. Like, that's, that's the thing I just, I don't under, it's a thing I see people missing a lot. It's like, I'm just having a hard time selling personal training. It's like, well, I bet you're, sounds like you're thinking real hard about it, but I don't see anything. Any effort in anywhere, I don't see any outputs that you're putting out there. That makes me think that you're actually give a shit about this program at all.
1: And we know that it's because of the effort that went in and the purposeful effort that went in to be able to attract females for why, why you five X it in 90 days of the amount of female demographic that's now at the gym, not because we're fucking asking people, Oh, did you, did you see the, the girly photos that we were putting out lately? It just, be no, it's just fucking A plus B equals C. And so that's where it's participate in that. And so that's where you start to say, so that's the next metric that you need to be tracking is, did the lead, did you generate leads that came from that content? So for the MMA gym and for the folks that we're working with, it's yeah, you do. Cause it's on purpose and we are fucking doing it. From there, the next very, very important piece and the next metric you have to be following and understand a lot of this stuff is going to be It's always looking back into the past. And this is a larger principle that, I mean, you could fucking live your entire life by, and there's lots of books and shit that's written about it. But the idea is like the key to success lies in the past. So the idea is you have to be going back and taking a look at where you were, not ideally what you were hoping or what you hoped was going to happen. It just was, where were you? Where are you now? And how do you adjust and act accordingly moving forward? So all of these principles, all these metrics you cannot start doing better until you fucking start doing it. And this is super hard and complex for people to get get the fuck out of your own way. You cannot start playing this game at all if you don't start. Because starting is only the fucking beginning because we have to get a week from starting so that we can look back and say, oh well fuck, am I was I doing? Are we doing well? And honestly, your first week, you don't know. Because you or haven't no. fucking done it, so that's why we do get those messages, Tyler, where we say, "Guys, all right, this is what you got to do. You got to do this, this, and this."
0: I and made you- a post about my new program, and I didn't get anybody come about it. I got no leads from it. I was like, "One, yeah, Jesus Christ, what are we talking? About? It's that it's the dumbest. Like I, that's a it's a like I always tie these things back to to coaching fitness clients because you guys are gym owners. You should know." this thing. Again, guy comes into your gym. I ate I eat, I eat a salad today and I worked out once. Why am I not jacked? You would laugh that guy out of your gym. I mean, maybe you'd, maybe you'd be more compassionate, but I have no patience for that type of stupidity coming from a gym owner who knows that concept and how it applies to everything, that it's consistency over long enough duration of time is how you get results, okay, in fitness and in business, okay, you can't just pop up and suck It's not going to work. And you can't pop up and be good for two days and wonder why you're not stacking paper. It just is not how it works.
1: And this is really important because the first two, this is going to get you to potentially get lulled to sleep into thinking you're more awesome than you are. Because if you started at zero and you now have started to create something, maybe you shoot us a DM and ask us to show you exactly how we batch content in massive amounts to be able to do it. So you can have months worth of content in, in a few hours right? You finally learn how to do that. And now you have a bunch of fucking content to be able to throw out into the world. And you know what? You actually start getting people coming in or are starting to like and engage and comment or DM you most importantly, and you are starting to get leads in. You've done these two things and you can feel really good and you might sit back on your laurels. And for me, this is where it's, you can't trip over your dick yet. You have these first two things done. The next thing is super important, which is turning the leads or people generating or showing interest into actual sales opportunities. You cannot, and this is going to be whether you again are, are using that effort-based organic version of marketing or paid marketing. You cannot have leads come in and then you just be like, man, we're doing great. We've done so good. We've had a lot of, we've had a bunch of interest in our shit. And then you don't actually sign anybody up for like a call or you message them or start to be able to begin the process of engaging like a human being.
0: And so yeah, you have- that, that, and not only that, you have to track that. So right. it's very easy to feel if especially if you're kind of a, you're kind of DIY a solopreneur, or at least you have maybe a couple people coaching for it. If you're juggling a lot of these yourself, if you're early on in your business or late, and it's just been slow, um, you need to understand that like, you can't just feel the influx of that and then sometimes close some, that's not, that's not how this works. I, that data needs to exist. It needs to be written down. It needs to be put put somewhere. Meaning, you need to know at the end of each week, I had 20 people inquire about this, three about this, five about this, 10 about this. Whatever that ratio is, is, is what it is. But how many did I close? You okay. Go. And that's the biggest thing about this is what that tells you is lead quality, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to sell a $100 program or if a thousand, so you're trying to sell a $1,000 program, But your tone is to hundred dollar people. You may get twenty leads and close one. Mm -hmm. Know that you can't have a hundred dollar tone for a thousand dollar product. It's a waste of your time. You'll get a bunch of leads, and if you get stoked on leads or stoked about DMs, DMs don't pay your fucking bills. It's the thing we yeah. I mean, this is the thing. This is like marketing one hundred one. But we learned this along we very early on in Massonomics is when we ran just a few like testing, running some ads way, way, way early on. We only had a couple of products and shit like this. And we're running out, we're trying to do some paid ads to see to see how it works. And instead of running ads to the products and run, we, we, we get back, Facebook's telling us we got great reach. <laughs> I, have never, I have never, my fucking car is not paid by, my car doesn't run on reach. You know what I mean? I don't build muscle from eating reach. My mortgage, my my bills don't, they don't accept reach. So reach, impressions, those are numbers that while they're a part of the process, don't get caught up in them. Same thing with views, reels views. Non does not fucking matter. Views don't pay your bills unless you're an influencer. You're a brick and mortar, you're a gym. So it's super important to know that like the metric that matters is what you're closing. And so know that if you have a high a ton of leads and you're not closing any, there can be many factors, but we can start to zoom in either right before or right after that step, that transition, and figure out because something is fucked. And that's, that's all that matters then is you go, okay, is it the expectation? Is it the tone? Is it something we're missing in the process of bringing them in? It very well could be. Is it my sales process? Is it my salesperson? Is it my sales team? is it the leave nurturing process where they're just kind of getting juggled around or is it they come in and now they're, they're soured to the whole situation is, but those are now you get to zoom in and that's where you fix that segment of your business to the benefit of your profitability in the long run. Instead of just going, yeah, I don't know. I got some internet attention today. Fucking cool. Nobody gives a shit.
1: And, And, and it is just knowing the numbers. I can't tell you how many times we have been able to sniff out in totally different, um, scenarios within gym owners businesses that we've worked with where just because we knew the numbers we were working with, you've been able to snuff out where it's like, Oh, your sales guys fucking up just because you knew what the numbers were. And it wasn't even numbers of not closing. It was was a price, successful sales, but what were the prices
0: of those sales? Let's let let me give this a good example, actually, because this is a good example. All right. We have offer stacks that allow people to spend anywhere from a base. we'll, We'll call that X up to what I would describe as what are we talking X times 20, X yeah. times 15, give or take?
1: Yeah, 10, 15,
0: X sure. times 10 at the top. Well, this guy was closing man probably 70% of his sales meetings, 60 60, 70% of his sales meetings, which is a big market. So there's a lot, there's you know high volume generally. But I mean, I think it was a hundred percent of them were price X. Yep. The bottom. And that fucking first off, for as a guy that we've crafted and tested this sales system and these these offers in multiple industries and seen it very, very, very successful. And I see when salespeople think that they're relieving pressure from themselves in the business and the client by just like encouraging the base, right? If you're a 24-hour gym person and you're a 24 hour gym business. And you're just like shuffle everybody to your $60 a month membership. Like here. Yes. Yes. That's an easy sale. It's easy. I didn't have to offer you anything that mattered. I didn't have to connect to you. I didn't have to give you an opportunity to spend more money. They make it very easy on themselves. Very likely if they're not incentivized well enough, or if they're just fucking lazy, some salespeople or coaches, if you're having coaches sell, just don't give a fuck to do that part of the job. They'll just get a close and move on,
1: save mm-hmm. themselves
0: time. But we sniffed it out almost immediately. And the problem was exactly this guy was trying to close everything over the phone. Like just didn't want to schedule meetings. Just trying to close them all over the phone. Just get verbal commitments and have them come in for the first thing. And was just closing them into the base thing. Never once presented one of these clients with an option to spend more money. So we go back and we're just like, Jesus, there's like 40 fucking sales over the course of these last many months. And by the way, the crazy thing is, is that your average ticket price number should average out to somewhere between like three and five X, what your base is. If you do this you do this right. Yep. So three and five X times 40 fucking sales. This motherfucker castrated 75% of the upside of all of your efforts to go into marketing. And this is why I try to stay out of personnel things. Cause I was just like, well, I don't know. It seems like you should just fucking fire him. Right I What's now, guy? dude, I don't know what to tell mm-hmm. you. I mean, we train them, we talk to them, and he just makes it easy on himself. This is, but I simply stayed out of it. I said, okay, well, I guess we need to make sure he's going through this. Let's address the process. And it's, there's a personnel issue, not just a process issue. But that is a, a prime example is that if you're not tracking that, you don't know. You won't have any idea. And, and if you're not comparing or assuming that it can be better or should be better, man, how much would that suck? If your business is now leaving 75% of its money on the table upside from your sales, just walk every, every sale you're going through on average is selling at 25% what it could dude. Holy shit. Yeah. Imagine right now, if you're not running like a full offer stack, if your sales were four X, that'd be awesome. You would hate your current status quo. That's for sure. So this is, but this is how you fix that is you have to be tracking this. Not only that, we like to track that for, kind of each product as well and and in general. But like these are metrics that I still again, just how many did you close? That's the first part. Did they showed up for the meeting? What did they buy? Right. Mm -hmm. And again, you'll know if everyone's coming in and everyone is picking your cheapest product on your cheapest first tier, you'll know that the expectations a bit where that comes into uh, we refer to that as like lead quality. Right. That's the that's what we describe as again you're attracting $10 people and trying to talk to them about a thousand dollar product. That's going to be an issue and you'll get a lot of people, but if they're coming in and the goal is to sell them a thousand dollar product, you're going to eat your hat. It's going to be bad for your reputation. They're not going to be super stoked about the process because then it feels like a bait and switch. And it starts to feel like the shit that the other big fitness consultant juggernauts are trying to push your gym to do out there. And we ain't about that. So that's how, you know, these expectations got to be like on point, dialed in and aligned with what you're trying to do from beginning. To end. And, and you won't know if you're not tracking any of these metrics.
1: Yeah. And it, it, the same principle allowed us to be able to immediately identify where we saw we had the metrics for the leads that were coming in, that the, the gym owner was saying the right things, was putting out content, was generating leads, was getting leads scheduled, and people weren't showing up.
0: That was another like, one. we
1: yeah. had. And we're like, there's something broken. Well, and... <clears throat> A lot of times for you guys as gym owners, you're too close to the trees to see the forest, right? It's right here. The problem is right here. And you can't see it because you can't back up because you're just trying to get motherfuckers to show up while you're also coaching. And you just had to go do a toilet paper run and bring, make sure you're, you're fucking, it was sad. And then you just, you're one of your coaches is having a baby. So now you have to pick up those classes. Like you're doing all those things. And so the benefit was immediately we were able to see the numbers and we said, this is broken. You have something broken. Are you the one sending out the messages? Oh well, no. Like one of our 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 uh, client management systems, you know, the software that we pay for that that you all probably pay for every single month to be able to manage that shit. It's no, no, no. It handles it, it does it great. <laughs> we go, no, it doesn't. Well, it's not. It's yeah. doing something wrong. Something's broken in it because these numbers don't make sense. And sure as shit, you they go in, dive in, look at it for a half a second, and they're like, yeah, no, it's totally fucked
0: we were looking at and what were we talking like 30 to 40 completely tabled leads essentially
1: just, just dead dying leads even and worse yeah it wasn't even that way they were dying like you said they got
0: they were drowning in garbage you're better off ignoring them mm-hmm. in my opinion and saying oops than doing what some of these automations were doing which these automations were a text mm-hmm. a, a, te- a text an email or something else i mean moments and moments and i'm all about being thorough and being quick but just oversaturated constantly, constantly, and disingenuous shit coming from multiple different angles. Like, Hey, here's our little hotline. Give us a call. And it's like, Hey, if you want to talk to me about this, it's like, Jesus Christ, just fucking schedule the goddamn appointment. Get Mm -hmm. to schedule reminder reminder. If they don't follow up to that, like just be practical with these automations. And it was a not, it was trying to be very 2014 to 2017 hyper thorough, pointlessly conversational. And I don't think the multiple avenues of correspondence, multiple platforms were very integrated. So a person would sign up to be like, oh, I'm interested in this gym. And they would just get smashed with, I mean, eight to eight to 30 points of contact in the first couple of days that none of them made any fucking sense. Right. And so you just go, whoa, I'm out. I'm out. That's, and that's what happened. Just tank, by the way, And now if you're paying money, like they were in that situation, paying money for those leads, running ads, paid marketing and generating that traffic, you didn't just lose those leads. You lost the money you spent to get those leads. And that's a huge fucking problem. But again, run into this problem once, solve it once, move on, problem solved. The worst thing you can do is kind of have this problem, not amplify your leads enough to the point where you ever notice. And then your shit's just gonna suck forever. And it's gonna suck at like a a low level of production for you. And it's gonna suck. That's the worst. Yeah. If it's gonna suck, at least you better be (laughs) it better happen at a high enough frequency so you can figure it out and fix it.
1: Absolutely. And so again, it's the only way to check it is to be able to know what those numbers are and then feel confident in what you're supposed to do. It's, Hey, this is fucked up. I don't know what to do. And then being able to do it quickly. Cause that was really what we did is we got brought in, identified it quickly, triaged it even faster, and then be able to move on. And now the gym owner is back on the right track. So it comes from those, the four metric areas. And then there's the one last thing that has to happen once you have these. So it's how much content are you putting out, right? How many leads is that generating? How many sales opportunities are getting scheduled for you from those people that reach out that are those leads. And then off of those scheduled appointments, how many have you closed? Those are your four metrics while we're talking about this acquisitional phase.
0: Now, there's a second phase that we get into the kind of a level two of this. And i even folds into retention. Definitely. That we We're just going to touch on here briefly and we'll have to probably do a whole episode on this. But not only is it a matter of what did they buy or did they buy, right? It's how much did they spend? That piece that matters very much so is how much did they spend? What is the average ticket price? Break that down into the average ticket price for each of those programs as well. Because if you're giving people choices, that matters, right? And then the next piece of that is in each of those products, or you can go generally or specifically, what's the average duration of the time that those people from those leads are staying with you? Got to keep this, you got to run with this data for a while. But you know that if these people are coming in one month and done, well, shit, (laughs) that's a lot of resources coming in and selling somebody for whatever this fixed dollar amount is. And then you don't get them back. Okay. If they're staying for a year and that's a $500 a month product. Well, great. That's Mm -hmm. six. That's If that's the app, that means on average, you're getting six grand out of each one of those leads. And you need to know that for a couple of reasons. The reason you know how long they stay and how much money they spend is one because it matters. (laughs) It just, it really, really, really does matter. Um, the second reason though, is that there's a quality control aspect of this that you can't miss. So you can't, what, and this is the thing that I see so many fitness consultants fuck up or they just go ads first or they just go leads is in the end, we still need to know and track how long they are staying in the business. Not just so we know what the actual value of this is so we can increase our spend, right? Cause we know if I spend my, if my average price to acquire a lead that converts. That converts is one hundred and fifty dollars, or let's say a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. a nice even number. Mm-hmm. And my average sale is for two hundred dollars a month, and they stay for a year. Well, great, it's twenty four hundred. Well, that's perfect. I can spend a lot of money on getting new on on running those leads through the system because it's profitable. But if it's less than that, or they're not sticking around for very long, the other side of that coin is I need to know if the shit that's going on in my gym sucks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that that like average client the well, lifetime client value or average duration of their first contract or whatever that is, whatever metric, whatever you want to call that data. Yeah. That, that matters beyond just budgeting for your marketing. It matters because it needs, people will know if your gym is worth a fuck and you're always going to lose people to life. You're going to lose people. Someone gets married and moved away. Someone goes to college. Someone gets a better job. So some of that churn, you can't beat, you can't fight. But, but that still doesn't matter because that, that, that those are ones that are not the fault of your quality control, but it still is reflective of your financial ability to be marketing, right? If exactly. you know still that a lot of people leaving for life are just dumping off in six to 10 months because it's just is how this works, then well, no, you can't spend $2,500 to acquire that client, not at that price point because it's just not going to work. So getting that data kind of at, in the tail end here is it also allows you to then make sure the things are going on on the floor are working. And then as you are starting to run this system more often, you can really start to punch this dollars in dollars out instead of constantly trying to play this organic game, this organic marketing game where you're just running and hoping and you don't really get to manipulate the dials as much as you'd like of demographics, of budgets, all those things. Once you have a full, clear picture of what the client's journey is from the thing they see to the time they get, they respond to it, to the time they schedule an appointment, to the time they close, to the time they spend in the gym and all the money they spend during that time. That lifetime value then, you can just buy with marketing dollars. Like a fucking regular business. And so many fitness businesses do either too much of that or fucking none of it. And it's a huge problem. And if you're staying on the side of none of it, just know like once you get this data in place, God, you can just tear it up. Because you can just know, I'm going to spend two grand this month, three grand this month, and I'm going to yank out. I'll be able to increase my product, my my profitability over the course of the next year by another 20, 30 grand. And I'm just going to do that every month. I can just do that forever and keep adding layers and layers. Yes, that's a beautiful thing. But if you're not playing that game, you're never going to score any fucking points. And it definitely is.
1: So you, you call that a couple different things, which was you have natural attrition that are going to happen. And we definitely are going to go deep on this. As many of these like four key metrics to pay attention to on the acquisition side, there are a group, primarily there's three core ones and they all come back to that lifetime value metrics that come back to retention. And it, the idea of like, because of natural attrition, you have to be participating in the acquisition game. Constantly. You have to. And, and that also goes back to, and it probably be another episode where we talk about like, what are you doing for marketing? Like when it comes to marketing, what, how, how is this viewed in your business right now of like marketing and advertising, but you're just playing the organic game to be able to offset natural attrition.
0: Yeah, Usually like, if you can make net gains mm-hmm. in numbers from your organic strategy, that's great. We recommend that people are a- capable of doing that. Right. For sure. Cause then come hell or high water, Jesus, you can at least kind of keep the boat afloat. Right.
1: But you've mentioned this a lot, Tyler, and this is exactly right. Where it's attrition is super uh, attrition. Acquisition is super important. Getting new leads, getting new members, right? It's the name of the game. It's what everybody does like a mental masturbation to online. When you look at ads, I mean, we don't, (laughs) we don't believe us like search for how do I get more leads for my gym? Go Google that and just make the mistake of clicking on any link on Google and watch your social media feed get fucking inundated with ads that are going to follow you to the ends of the earth, trying to convince you that they're going to get you 30 leads in the next 30 days, right? So that's where everyone lives. Here's, but here's the truth. Every single client that you have is what? By our metrics, what we've seen, Tyler, anywhere from two to three times more valuable once you have them, for so you sure. will, you'll easily make double the money on the person that you have. If your retention game is as strong or stronger than your lead acquisition game.
0: If you can double your average client contract, not contract, like the length of time with which your average client does business with you, if that mm-hmm. number is low and you just, when you start c- counting for this data, that number is low. If you can find a way to double it, doubling it is good. This is no small task, right? Especially if you're at a larger scale, but that's just for the sake of this. That has the same value to your business as getting not just twice as many leads, but twice as many closed sales for new members, right? So overall, that is of equal importance. Because if I could tell you that not only are the paid ads and all your marketing strategies running, if I could... Double its efficacy for your business. If I could double the amount of people that you get in your gym every month with just this one small, you can do all the clickbait shit. This one small thing will get you tw- twice as much money in your business, twice as many members. Well, you get twice as many members, and people don't le- don't people leave and stick around for twice as long. That's it's that that piece of data is the thing that kind of gets slept on a little bit, and this is this is one of those things. This beginning to end, this whole chain, this is where a lot of that short-sighted bait and switch fitness business bullshit blows up in people's faces, because now you have a very 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 short lifespan of your clients. They do business with you for not very long because they came in, expectations were misaligned. They got pulled up the ladder to something too expensive for them that they can't afford. Maybe they wanted it in the moment, but they know they can't sustain it. And then they didn't get options to drop back down or, or fall into something or even worse, you didn't deliver the service or give them the results that they wanted because for God knows what reason, but then the fact of the matter is your entire system is broken. And it may not just be because you suck at coaching. It may be simply what you got them in for didn't work. So this, All of this stuff, retention matters. Your lead numbers matter. What they're being told, their expectations matter when they come in. The amount of people you close matter. What the ticket price sales matters. And a lot of you guys aren't tracking any of this. That's the truth. Now, there are many that are. Many that are, and that's because in the end, I want to also know, in addition to, what does it cost you to acquire a new member? What does it? I've crossed my fingers and I post on Instagram once a week. Fuck off. I don't know what to tell you. It's not, that's not anything but hoping. And we've gone over how effective that that is in the past. So the last
1: thing that we have to touch on. So once you know these metrics and we go back, so we zoom back into just the acquisition phase that we've been talking about for the last 45 minutes, it's that weekly review. What yes. worked? What didn't? What are we changing? You answer those three questions every single week specific to whatever the goals are that you've established again, understand, right? Remember you're still, you're still busy, right? And understand the poorer you are, the busier you are like, just understand how that works. Mm -hmm. So it's, as you continue to stay too busy to do anything, Or you have leveled up your mind and your thinking where you are now just not busy enough to where you can focus on trying to make some money in your spot. You focused on one or two particular things that you want to move the needle on and actually give a college try for the next 90 days. You have to systematically be looking back as those four key metrics. What are they every week at minimum? What did we do? What worked? What didn't? How are we going to change it? And if you do that, that's the key. And if you look at that, then everything, and Tyler, we've talked about this before, it's that concept can be applied to literally everything that you're doing.
0: Yeah. I think the thing too, though, John, is that like the, before we move on, fulfilling your services doing the operations of your business whatever it is that it is whether it's coming in and coaching whether it's having coaches meeting all that stuff that's all important but know that doing those things are not growing your business know that and i i just when i see the ratio of effort that gym owners and their teams are putting towards things I mean, I got a coach and then I got to rest and then I got to do this and then I got to work out. And it's like, and then I don't understand why my business isn't growing. So you're not fucking doing anything, dude. So just know in the end, like that, this stuff matters not more than the other stuff, but know that it's very, very, very difficult to grow a business when you're not putting any effort into growing a business. You're not going to, your clients aren't going to grow any muscle if they're not putting a fucking shred of effort in the growing muscle just not going to happen. So keep that in mind that like all the other things are important, but I want you to know that you do have to look back and go, how much am I truthfully not worrying But and that's the worst thing is I was worrying about growth, worrying about getting new members and they're not doing anything. So keep that in mind. How much work are you actually doing? And if not, make some time. Just make some time to make sure that this stuff starts happening. And you have to build a system. You can't one and done this shit. You can't build a new specialty program and cash in and hope that that carries it because that's not going to do anything for you either. What will? Get in the Gear Academy.
1: (laughs) That's science.
0: I'll do it too.
1: One thing just because we've likened other things back to fitness. For all of us to be able to, it, it is the equivalent of someone saying, Man, I'm working out really hard, but I'm not losing any weight or I'm not doing anything. It's like, What are you eating? To not have a nutrition conversation, to act like if you're trying to reach those goals, you have a client's trying to reach certain goals. And he's like, But they come in and they fucking work their ass off and they're in the gym in their business, running the business, running it themselves. And then it's like, Well, fuck, I'm still not like, I'm, well, What are you eating? Oh, you're fucking, you're yeah. doing like awful shit. And no wonder you're just spinning your wheels and you're getting yourself exhausted and you're making yourself sick and you're having all these fucking problems. So it's, it's 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 very, very similar.
0: Get off the business operations treadmill and start acquiring some new leads and make you some real fucking money. Get in the gear academy. So links in the description for that. You can go to gymownersrevolution.com as well for more info on that stuff. Join the Facebook group. That link is in the description. Follow me on Instagram at Tyler Effenstone. follow John at J Banks FL on Instagram and the show is on Instagram at the Gym Owner's Podcast. Thanks for listening everybody. See you next week.